Hello and welcome to your first podcast in the Certificate of Applied Management and Human Services. This podcast deals with the assessment guidelines for the module Management, Professional Development and Ethics. My name is Raymond Watson, I'm the Head of Online Learning and I'm here to or record the podcast with the Course Director of the Management, Brendan Collins. Hello everybody and you're very welcome to your first podcast. Looking forward to working with you over the next uh, few months in relation to your studies and completing your assignments. So uh, the best of luck with your studies. Thank you, Brendan. Um, Brendan and I have done a series of podcasts before for you, which is, looks at the assessment for your first module. So your first assessment is always a nervy time because this is the first time you're going to be giving work into the college for feedback and a result. You're well supported in this, so that's the first thing to say in relation to the assessment is use your tutor. So your tutor so, will yeah. set up telephone tutorials, but you can also email them. And there's also a number of supports online. So therefore, it's essential that you actually use those supports. In the Open Training College, students who use supports appropriately do well. Students that don't, normally don't. Now, there's uh, exceptions to either of those rules, but that's the key, using the support. So what we're going to go through now is the assessment guidelines. And I'm actually using the assessment guidelines that are actually online for you. So I'm going to ask Brendan a series of questions in relation to the assessment itself. So first question, Brendan, is how should a student student start the assessment? Yeah, first and foremost, uh, Raymond, what people need to do is to first have a good read through the module, the OTC module, or what some people might call the manual. So it's, I am on my OTC, you'll see it in terms of the introduction, unit one, unit two, unit three, etc. So that's your first port of call. That's where you're, that's your key reading. And that's what you need to have a good read through that. Just one thing that you need to remember is that you don't have to remember anything that you read, that you need to understand it as opposed to remembering. This isn't about rote learning like we all had experienced in school. So have a good grasp of it and have an understanding. That's your first port of call. The second then is, for those of you who attended the workshop, uh, what you're going to hear is uh, almost a repetition of what we spoke about during the skills workshop. If you didn't attend the skills workshop, have a look at the presentation and see the, look at the kind of things we were talking about on the day, and that will certainly help you as well. As you yourself say, Raymond, another aspect is making use of the tutorial support, linking in with your tutor in order to uh, obtain guidance, make sure you're on the right track, etc. So those are the first things you need to do. After that then, it's very much, um, it's, it, this, this module is about your work, your understanding, your analysis of your skills and your understanding of the management process. So it's very much almost akin to a self-audit indeed. Uh, so that's why we call it management professional development. Um, and then there's an ethical bit as well, which represents the online bit, which we talk about shortly. Um, so if that's okay, read through the module, uh, read through, have a look at the presentation from the skills workshop and maintain contact with your tutor. Excellent, uh, Brandon. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair summary. So, how will the student introduce or starting start off sure. their assessment? Okay. What will they put so into the introduction? The introduction basically there's a there's a rule of thumb 
that um, in all in, in, in all pieces of academic work, there are three things you remember. In the introduction, you tell them what you're going to tell them. In the main body, you tell them. And in the conclusion, you tell them what you've told them. I know that sounds all very simple, but there's a logic to it. So in the introduction, you start by explaining what you're going to talk about in your, in your forthcoming assignment and giving an overview, such as we're going to look at the four functions of management, then you're going to look at seven areas of management, etc. Okay, so that's the first thing. So I suggest to people to allocate two paragraphs to the introduction. The first paragraph being putting, setting the context, putting your work in context in terms of uh, providing the roadmap, saying this is what we're going to cover in this assignment. In this second paragraph, I would reflect on some of the topics that you're going to be covering, such as the nature of management, um, uh, maybe about your own experience as a manager. You can be quite personal about it if you so wish. So for those of you who've been managing for some time, you may want to reflect on the years that you've been managing. Uh, for those of you who are new to this, you might express you know, how excited you are about your new role. So it gives you an opportunity to introduce a number of topics to the reader. Yeah, very good. And how many words would a person have for uh, a typical introduction, Brandon? Yeah, for the introduction, what we say to people is approximately 200 words. Yeah. So if you say 100 words for your roadmap, your overview, and then 100, 100 words for the reflective piece, um, and that would certainly put it in context. If I could just say, please, that... Um, it may sound odd, but the time to write the introduction is when you've written the main body. Because uh, once you have the main body done, then you know what you're writing about, if that makes sense in the introduction. So leave your introduction and your conclusion to the very end when you've done your main body, which we're going to be talking about mm. now. Absolutely. And, and I remember saying that to students... And, and a few have actually put it at the very end. So therefore, you put your introduction at the start. Yes. It, it's absolutely key. But I think that's fair. The, the one thing I would say is, and I said to people, if you're doing your introduction and you're going on to a second page, it's too long. It has to be 200 point. to 250 yeah. words. And some people get lost in the introduction because it's a safe place to be. But no, um, 200 to 250 words. Start long and then edit it down if you need to. So that's the introduction, Brendan. So now we're going to move on to the main body. So what, so what does the student have to do in part one, which is review sure. the four functions? Okay, so the four functions of management has proposed by Richard Daft, interesting name, known to his friends as Dick Daft, um, that you know the four functions of management are made up of um, planning, organising, leading and controlling. Yeah. Okay, so those, if we can remember those four, I was saying earlier, you don't have to remember the stuff, but these four are easy to remember in terms of when you're undertaking any kind of project or activity in your workplace, knowing what the plan is, being precise about your plan, then organising who's going to do what, what resources do you need. Leading is about, you know, how to keep people motivated, you know, how to get, keep them fired up, particularly when things get a little bit difficult. Controlling sounds like it's micromanagement. It's not. The controlling function is monitoring. It's keeping an eye on things. It's checking that you're going in the right direction, that you're hitting your milestones, no matter how big or small a project is. So what we're asking people to do is 
review the four functions of management that are discussed in the module there's an associated reading and what we're asking you to do is consider these four functions and then look at the roles that are associated with the four functions of management so what we'd like you to do is look at each of your functions as in planning organizing leading and controlling and consider and reflect on examples of good practice that you've observed in your in your own organization so where have you observed good practice around planning where have you observed good practice around organizing where have you go, uh, experienced good practice around leading you know where we're going here what we're also suggesting to people is that perhaps you might give one example of good practice and if you if you wish you can give an example of not so good practice we don't want to call it bad practice but maybe where it wasn't so as good as it should have been so all we're saying is two examples okay one example of where it's really good and maybe where um, an example of where it wasn't so good if you can't find examples of where it wasn't so good just two examples of uh, good good practice if that's okay very good which begs the question what happens if you can't identify good practice again <laughs> um, uh, we'd like to think that's, that that wouldn't necessarily be the case <laughs> it's obviously. a bit cheeky I know uh, no it's not what, we, what we'd like you to do is if it means that you need to critique your organisation yeah. and by critiquing we're saying you know that's that's looking at both the good stuff and the, the not so good stuff it's not about criticising your organisation always remember that please so it may be about your own practice so the examples don't have to be uh, don't have to emanate from senior management or mm. from another part of the organisation that's you know um, uh, creating change all the time it may actually be, be about your practice because you may have a lot of experience yeah. and if you're an yeah. experienced manager then why not reflect in your own practice oh absolutely so yeah. that's quite acceptable yeah. uh, but if your if your analysis says that um, well I can't find examples of of best practice well then that's okay explain that in your discussion yeah that's cool and I suppose there's a key point here to say do not put in the name of the organisation no. or any of your colleagues names or service users names no. really it's just a sad you, you probably knew that but it's just you know it, it's it's a key point yeah so that, that that's part one Brendan yep um, part, and part oh sorry sorry yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, since we were talking about word count in the introduction oh yes uh, just as a guide you'll see it in the presentation from the skills workshop as a guide and it's very much that we say about 700 words for each of the three main sections so you'll see that comes to 2100 words and then with the, in the introduction and the conclusion uh, of 200 words each that's mm. two and a half thousand words there's room for manoeuvre on that in terms of uh, the word count but just as a guide so that you can keep an eye on that. So 700 words thereabouts for the first section. Very good, yeah, yeah. And for the word count for any Open Training College assignment, you're allowed 10% below or 10% above in its totality, effectively. So um, you have, I think, 2,500. So you yeah. have 2,250 to 2,750. So that's a big enough target to hit. Yeah. But you need to ensure that each section gets its quantity so there's no point doing 200 words for part one and, and 700 no. for part two. No. So, um, you know, or, or 1,200 for part two. And we'll move on to part two now. Great. So, Brendan, do you want to talk us through what the students okay. should be doing for this? Yeah, sure. 
In this section, you have seven areas of management, seven skills that managers need, okay? So uh, all of these are covered in the module. Again, in the workshop, we covered some of them, which I'll identify now. But we've got time management, we've got delegation. We talked about that in the workshop. We also spoke about negotiation. There's the uh, skill of making presentations. There's the broad skill of management. And it may seem that, well, are we not talking about management anyway? But in this case, it's about being a manager. For many people who come to study with this, you know, they may have been members of a team, for instance, and were promoted within that team and became a team leader or a, a pick, a person in charge uh, or a manager. Um, so what's, what's that how's that going for you? Uh, so it's in that context that we're suggesting mm, that people good, look yeah. at the area of management. We looked at effective team meetings at the skills workshop. Uh, again, how, 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 how strong are you in that respect? And then also in managing stress. Um, so what do you do to manage stress uh, effectively? So what we're asking people to do is to basically evaluate yourself against these seven criteria, okay, these seven areas. And again, your word count won't allow you to expand in any great format. You have about 100 words per section. So it's very much just dipping in. So consider time management. So how good a time manager are you? Are you, you know, do your meetings start on time? Mm. Uh, or are you sometimes, do you find yourself chasing your tail sometimes? Mm. Are you a little bit behind or whatever? And so be honest in terms of your analysis and then look at your own strengths in these areas and maybe possible areas for development. So you may say, yeah, well, I'm pretty good at doing the following, but here are some aspects of this particular skill that I need to build upon. Because even if we're experienced in all these areas, there's always room for improvement. That's the concept mm. of quality. Yeah, very good. And um, in relation to these, I, I know some students might feel as if they have to just focus or kind of say how strong they are in each of them. Oh, no. No, no. no this is this is meant to be an honest endeavour. You're starting so. out on a, on a journey, uh, an academic journey on the certificate, and therefore this is really your starting point in relation to these seven particular very areas so. of management. Yeah. Uh, no, um, no, be as honest and candid as you yeah. wish, because the important thing is to be able to say, yeah. uh, so for instance, if you're new to all of this, you may not have a lot of experience in yeah. any of these areas, or may only in one or two. So we've looked at parts one and part two. In relation to part three, what does a student have to reflect upon? Okay, so at this stage, what, the, uh, what you need to do is to stand back from the work that you've done and review the four functions of management along with the seven, the seven areas of management and identify three areas that you would like to develop as a manager in order for you to become a more effective manager. So it might be that you'd, prefer, you'd like to become a better planner uh, or a stronger leader or that you're, you'd like to improve your time management skills or your presentation skills or you feel that managing stress needs to be something that you need to manage more effectively. It's entirely up to you. But what we suggest is that rather than talking about all three through the one discussion, that you divide it up into three sections. So you say, here's the first area that, or the first uh, skill that I'd like to develop. Here's the next one, etc., etc. Okay. So 
that you have three distinct sections that are identifying um, the, the areas that you would like to um, uh, improve upon or build upon. So explain why you want to build on these areas and what kind of things you'll do in order to enhance these skills. So one of the things that you're doing already is undertaking a course of study through your certificate um, in applied management. But you may say that you'll do things like you'll read around the subject a bit more or you'll talk to colleagues or you'll look at TED Talks, for instance, or you'll read publications. It doesn't have to be a big plan. It can be quite, quite broad um, on this occasion. It's, it's simply about you developing your skills as you go along. Yeah. So don't please worry about developing a really hard-knit plan you know, that we spoke about, for instance, in the workshop about planning, organising, leading and controlling. You don't have to do it for this. Mm-hmm. Okay. In relation to the areas that people identify in Part 3, and uh, do they need to be strongly linked to those in Part 2? Like I, I just remember a module we used to do in professional development, and they had a similar assessment to this, where they had to, to kind of do a self-analysis like they do in Part 2 here. And then in part three, it needed to build on what was identified in part two. But we had some people who would say, oh, I'm a great time manager in, in part two. But then kind of in, in relation to part three, they would then still build further on their time management skills, you know. Yeah, the, the important thing is, look, if you're, you know, it, it's about enhancement that if you really think you're a really good time manager, great, well done. And if you say, this is an area you're going to build on, yeah. because there's nothing wrong with enhancing one's skills. Yeah. But if you ignore maybe skills that you weren't so good at, yeah, yeah. so I, 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 without trying to take from people's uh, abilities and skills, yeah. really what we'd like you to do is focus on those skills that you feel that perhaps you're not that strong still. Excellent. Because Excellent. that's, uh, you know, um, you can acknowledge what you're good at, yeah. and that's great. But really, it's about um, working on the stuff that um, and the areas that perhaps need a bit more attention than others. Excellent, excellent. Thank you, thank you, Brandon. And um, so, so how does the student wrap all this up with the conclusion? Okay. With the conclusion, like not unlike the introduction, you just provide an overview, a map of the main areas that you've covered. Okay, um, uh, explaining that here's the work that we've done for this assignment. And that's in the first paragraph. Um, the second paragraph of the conclusion should be some final reflections. Um, mm. You know, what learning have you experienced as a result of undertaking this assignment? Um, have you enjoyed undertaking this work? Uh, what do you look forward to for the future, for instance? Um, so some thoughts like that, some, some reflections indeed. And Excellent. that's always a good way to finish your, finish your work. Okay, Brendan, and uh, I'm, we're kind of moving to the final part of this now in relation to the written assignment, is I'm going to presentation structure, which is 10%. Now, this has the area that a lot of adult learners, indeed any learner, really finds it quite difficult, especially starting off, and that's that area of referencing. Now, I'd ask right. you for 10% for the correct style of referencing and adequate referencing. Can you tell the students what you mean by this? Yeah. What the style we use in the Open Training College is the Harvard style of referencing. And details of this are on my OTC, and you, you, there's information that you can look at there. Um, we'll also be providing information, for instance, um, on how to 
reference the OTC materials. Yeah. This came up actually at the skills workshop. So that'll be on the presentation uh, from the skills work, the first skills workshop. Um, so I, I suppose there's a number of things we need to say about referencing, please. As a guide, we say 10 references in the main body. So you may reference the module, for instance, four or five times, mm. okay? Mm. So that's within the re the reference in the main body. So according to the Open Training College, presentation yeah. skills, etc., that kind of thing. Now, that would mean that in the actual reference section, it'll be the one module that is referenced, yeah. okay? And that's absolutely fine, particularly for your first assignment. Yeah. What we'd like you to do is build on your references as you go through your studies. Yeah. The other areas that you can uh, reference are the associated readings that are on my OTC. As we've said, both at Applicants Day and at the Skills Workshop, all of the uh, associated readings will not appeal to everyone. Yeah, yeah. So the important thing to remember is to identify those readings that yeah. make sense to you, that you want to spend time with. Yeah. Unless we say that this is a required reading, Please don't waste your time trying to wade through a, a reading that really yeah. just isn't appealing. It isn't doesn't make style. sense, yeah. precisely. Um, it's like going to the library and yeah. taking a book out uh, from the shelf and going through it and mm. saying, oh, no, this isn't for me. And that's quite okay. Um, but don't do that with all the readings, obviously. Find yeah. some that you can use and that you can refer to. And they are for the references. External references then are considered to be, for instance, a, a website such as the HICWA website, the Koru website, um, a HSC website. So anything that's relevant um, is really important to use and that will help you to build up your, your body of knowledge. And likewise, we also say that you can use the same references across all your assignments, mm -hmm. that it's quite okay to have a library of um, sources that you can reference. And actually, that's quite that's good practice. Yeah, like uh, referencing is, uh, w one of our other course directors, Claire, uh, likens it to um, eating a frog, which is, I don't know, I can never get my head around this analogy, but it basically means that we may not like it, but we have to do it. Okay, so referencing is, here's a few things that students have said to me, I wish you'd told me this at the start before referencing. The first thing is, if you find a good source, write down the reference, because there's nothing as infuriating as saying, I have a source that will really underline what I'm trying to say to Brandon here, but I can't remember where I got it, and then you waste time looking for it, and it's all a matter of waste of time. Note down any source you find. Secondly is... Referencing is part of the cake. It's not the hundreds and thousands or cherry on the top. What we mean by this... So basically, it, it isn't the hundreds and thousands on the cake. It's actually the... Uh, or nor the cherry. It's actually the cake. So what we mean by this is there's nothing as infuriating for... And we have to think to the end of this process. External examiners, or indeed the person marking your assignment, where they see a great reference. But what you've done is you've just done the reference at the top of a section and then written. You build your references into the text. So you refer to your references in the text. Do not do what has been called ornamental referencing, where you kind of, it looks, it's, it, it, it's nice to look at, but it really doesn't function within your assignment. You need to add it in. The third is the style. Like the college has a number of supports around the style. As Brendan said, it's Harvard. 
and there's, there's no harm in maybe taking one of the references and sending it to your tutor and saying, is this the right well, style? Yeah. And then the, the tutor will be quite clear, yes, it is, or no, it isn't, or that's that's a different style that the college uses. So, therefore, it's absolutely key. that and, th- and those three things, with those three things, you should be absolutely fine and not be afraid of referencing. And, indeed, for this one, like you're allowed to reference the module. As you go through the course, you, you, we'll, we'll be looking for more external references, but uh, on this particular module, yeah, you can use the module as, as a key reference if required. So anything else to add to the written assignment, Brendan? Yeah, sure. Just to remember that, particularly for those of you returning to study after some time, um, or indeed people studying at this level for the first time, there is no expectation that you get all this right from the outset. The reason we come and study courses like this is to develop our skills um, so that we can build on our academic skills and we can build on our uh, man- uh, management skills that, uh, that you're that you're doing. Okay, so the first the first assignment is about identifying the areas that you will be building on during the course of your studies. So don't please put yourself under additional pressure no. to get it all right from day one. Okay, do the best you can. Um, listen to the feedback. Uh, I'm going to say listen, read and take it on board when you receive the feedback from your tutor. Also, make contact with your tutor if you want more explanation in relation to aspects of your assignment that you feel that might need attention or whatever. So as you said from the outset, uh, maintaining contact with your tutor is really, really important. Excellent, excellent. So the last thing we're going to look at is the online assessment. We're not going to spend too much time at this, and well done if you've got to the stage of the podcast, is um, the online assessment is human services need ethical managers, which indeed is key, and indeed over the past few years has become highly topical in Ireland. So it's to discuss it. How you discuss it is through the discussion boards online. So you, you make one main post basically discussing uh, what, what you think, in relation to it and you have you kick off with about 300 words there and then when you've done when you've posted then you respond to the other students and what they write what we say three different peers so you're expected to talk to three different people on the course in, online and and again they these responses can be anything from 50 to 100 100 and odd words yeah 100 and 150 is is the actual limit in relation to a response and the key things to do it throughout the module, not to wait until the night of the module uh, deadline. So we find that, and indeed you're marked based on that premise. So if you provide good posts throughout, what that means is you're creating a good online community and uh, you're discussing the topic, and that's exactly what we want. So you'll get, um, you'll get marks in relation to that. But if we see you've done posts at 11, 11, 10, 11, 20 of the night of the, the deadline, then you won't get as many marks. We're looking for you to be forming a community, so you're best to do it. And start now. Don't just leave it to the end. Um, and that would be my key advice. Also, you know, have fun with it like this is this is discussion with your peers get to know them this is a getting to know each other exercise as well and it's worth 20 percent. so this this is like while the assignment's worth 80 percent, this is worth 20 percent. one fifth of all your marks is related to this online assessment so ensure you put the energy into it to get those marks okay anything else you want to say on the online yep. brandon and um, was and again we spoke about this at the skills workshop that over the you know the coming days, 
um, or you may have already got it at this point, is that you'd be allocated to groups, uh, discussion groups of about five or six people of your peers on the, on the, on the course. And those would be the people that you'd be engaging with. Um, so those are the people you're having your discussion with. As Raymond says, don't please don't leave it to the very end. That's it's nobody benefits from that. Mm. So if it's an ongoing com- uh, discussion, understandably for the first module, um, it might be all a bit new and people coming to terms with it, and that's okay. But for future assignments and future modules, you'd be in the same groups, and so the expectation will be that you'll be building up this discussion um, around each topic that's presented for the online discussion so uh, but as Raymond says enjoy it and enjoy learning from one another your responses don't have to be terribly academic but they do need to be professional obviously yeah this isn't so no text talk no and this isn't as I said at the workshop Facebook drives um, yeah. Brendan mad <laughs> This is, you know, um, fellow professionals having a conversation. So it's the equivalent as if you were in the skills workshop sharing ideas and thoughts and your experiences. The same principles apply in terms of naming your organisation, naming people that you work with, people who availed the service. So just be mindful of that, okay? Um, So, uh, yeah, so there we go. That's, that's That's, That's basically it. Just to remind people, use the supports. You have your tutor... You have a number of online supports. You have the e-learning team, should you have any technical issues. And so use your supports and best of luck in the assignment. Indeed. Thanks, everybody. Looking forward to working with you. Thank you.